Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 187. Matt and Joan and I, of course, are touring around the country. You probably hear us say that a lot, but it's absolutely true, and that's why we'll keep saying it. If you go to Nerdist.com slash calendar, you will see those dates, and then come out and see us live. We have a bu- we have shows continuing through the rest of the year, so if you live in or near a big city, we will probably be coming to or at you uh, sometime soon. Also, please go to YouTube.com slash Nerdist. Subscribe to the Nerdist channel. We're going to be launching April 2nd. Lots of fun video stuff for your eyes and ears, uh, so go there and subscribe to that. I'd like to thank Audible for supporting the Nerdist Podcast. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Nerdist for a free audiobook download. Uh, might I recommend uh, Death by Black Hole or The Pluto Files by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Those are books you can get. I don't think he reads those, but that doesn't make them, uh, that doesn't make them not worth listening to. But I wish he did. I love Neil's voice. Neil, has, Neil deGrasse Tyson has the best voice. Am I right, Katie Levine? You can't hear her. She's not mic'd. Yes. <laughs> She's nodding fervently. Yes, <laughs> yes. In case you don't know, Audible is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. If you've downloaded an audiobook in the past, chances are it is tied to audible.com. Download them straight to your computer, smartphone, or MP3 player. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from. So support the show by supporting our sponsors, which would be audiblepodcast.com slash Nerdist. Sign up and get your free audiobook download right now. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is very exciting to me. I have Rob Paulson and Maurice LaMarche. Uh, they're both legendary voice actors, and I've worked with both of them a ton. Um, Rob was uh, a regular on Back at the Barnyard. He played Peck, and Maurice did a bunch of characters uh, here and there on the show. But these guys, I wanted to have them on together because we're all friends. And you know, when you get these two guys in a room, they just... They are incredible together. They just play off each other. You probably know them as Pinky and the Brain. Um, uh, Maurice was the Brain and Rob was Pinky. And they're just two of my favorite people. I love them to death. And we had so much fun on this episode. So even if you don't know who they are, although you probably should because they have done pretty much every animated show in the history of the last uh, 25 years of animation, then uh, I think you will become huge fans of these guys right afterwards. Rob Paulson and Marisa Marsh, right here in the Nerds Podcast, episode number 187. Hashtag NARF. Now entering Nerdist.com.
never get Kelly Mandel so Me and my germs? This is your, how many podcast seat this now of this, this one? This is like 7 million podcasts. No, no way we're at 170 something. God, 170 something. Yeah. Yeah, we're, wow. we have like 10 more that we haven't released yet, so. Good for you, man. We're, we're fast approaching to the 200 mark. Well, I'm so impressed. That is wild. Rob's oh. Oh, you guys. That is check fantastic. One, two, check a one, two, three. Check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. <laughs> Matt, you're leading Goodness, it. Son. Hey, Robbie, could you scoot over just <laughs> this can. way a little bit and move sure. that microphone so Myra can... Uh, no, 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 it's fine. No, I'll, please. I'll Nick, <laughs> Nick really wants you hovering <laughs> over him. No, please, it's my pleasure. I already was talking about his tacos. Could you, you could just lean that. on... Hey, you're talking about Nick's tacos. They look. They looked delicious. It, so, it sounds delicious. adorable. Hi, I'm Rob, by the way. Nice Hi, I'm Nick. How That's Nick. Nice to meet you. Hello, this is Nick. Maurice. Mo, call me Mo, and you are Matt. How you doing? Maurice Lemarche. Maurice Lemarche, French Canadian Maurice Lemarche. I want to separate from the rest of Canada. There, I got a big saw, and I am going to to saw away at the. Maurice is going to. Seed himself. I am seceding with his size. I'm seceding. Hello. I'm telling you, we're wasting this year. And now, as soon as the red light go on, that's it. No more. I sit here. That's hit. <laughs> like a little so, Mo, can we go to you for a comment? <laughs> are we? You are you such a cougar reader. I'm having t-shirts made up. Maurice Lamarche is a sovereign nation. Hello. Yes, his own province. He has his own, has his own gravitational field. I have he never been needed last on a show. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has these his guys. Own area code. <laughs> this is why I want to have these guys on together. Yeah, They're the, man. Um, we've already started recording. Have you? Rob, Rob, Rob Paulson, Maurice Lamarche, uh, Jonah is uh, coming back from South by Southwest, but Matt Myers here. Oh, yeah. Nick's over in the corner pulling up uh, clips for the Ryan Seacrest ship program. Cool. Um, uh, a lot of crazy news happening today, Nick. Always. Yeah, yep, of course. Oh, anyone die today? Everything okay? Uh, <laughs> Just my so career. We're, we're looking good. Okay, good. Not one death in the world. I was going to say, I mean, if, nope. if no one died, imagine what that, that would do to the surplus We're just population. talking about celebrities, oh, though. I mean, okay, the people right. that right, really matter, you yet, know. But we're on the Jessica Simpson baby watch. Oh, baby watch. <laughs> oh, she, who, who is the, the, who's the impregnator? Does it matter? I don't know. <laughs> so point. who I got anybody to... anybody with a pulse, <laughs> huh? Her football player boyfriend. Her ex-football player boyfriend. Oh, oh, football her, player boyfriend. I thought you said RuPaul at first. RuPaul got Jessica Simpson? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, any second now, that Jessica Simpson is going to front poop a baby out of her. <laughs> front let's, uh, poop a baby. Let's, That's actually let's get a camera on there. OBGYN office is a front poop. <laughs> you've, been, you've been present for a birth or two, I see. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the afterbirth as well. <laughs> Hi, Chrissy. Robbie Paulson. This is so great. This I'm is just, so much fun. I'm so proud of you. And to think that, you know, for most people... Being the second youngest person to be hired as a greeter at the uh, at the Hemet Walmart would be enough. But you, but I've taken it the extra I'm step. I'm telling you, man, you are just swinging for the fences. I'm nothing so proud can of hold you, you back. It's that? amazing, man. And you look at the brain is here. Stop it, Pinky. We must maintain our disguise. I can't help it. I've wet myself. I'm here with Chris Hardwick, which is actually a great porn name, by the way. Hard Chriswick or Chris Hardwick? Hard Chriswick. Hard Chriswick. Yes. I could listen to you guys do that all fucking oh, day. We can't. So sweet. You do. <laughs> he gets really tired of it money, really fast. But now he can't get a job. 
Can't get a say, fucking job. Did you just say can't? I said can't <laughs> with an A. What is it you can't face? <laughs> you don't start can't. with Are me. we allowed to swear? Yeah, 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 swear really? it up. They're going to hear Pinky in the oh, Brain man. swearing. Yes. Oh. This is fun. How bad, I mean, listen, how how dirty could Pinky in the Brain possibly get? Oh, you have no idea, my friend. Yeah, Pinky, funny. are you pondering what I'm pondering? Well, I think so, Brian, but if Jimmy cracks corn and nobody cares, why does he keep doing it? No, you can porn it up now, Pinky. Oh, We're on podcasting. Well, let's see. well, if Jimmy cracks fucking corn and nobody cares, why does he keep doing it? Why the fuck does he keep oh, doing dear. it? Oh, dear. Well, there goes our chance. There goes Pinky. our chance at the movie. Pinky, fuck you. Okay, there we go. In your dreams. I've been waiting 108 episodes to say that. Wanker. You I can't believe they cut that out. fucking idiot, Pinky. I, I can't believe they, they cut all that out. out. You could have been, I mean, the, the, the outtakes are golden. My God. I yeah. spent, well, it's like with you. On, on, I had the pleasure of meeting Chris Hardwick on, uh, on, uh, back at the barnyard. Yep. And they sent us a DVD, or a CD, rather, of your miraculous outtakes, most of which... I mean, you, you do a place in hell now. I mean, it's a, a special place in the oh, devil's asshole for me. I mean, it is beautiful <laughs> stuff, though. It really is beautiful. Like you <laughs> farting and making all sorts of... Me farting. What did, you, what, what, what did you go for? I mean, I, I did a couple of episodes because oh, I was one of the cows great. in the movie. Yeah. So the, we brought the cows back only three times, but that's okay. Oh, when, I heard, when I heard it was going as a Hello. series, I went, great, 108 episodes. <laughs> no, you were unbelievable um, on the show. But oh, well, we, thanks, we, we would do the, what they call it, the wacky take or the... Oh, the like, yeah, the, the, the we, we, we jokingly called it the wacky take, but it wacky was basically... Take. That was Odekirk wanted to do a take after... Yes, Steve Odekirk, right. Right. They basically, like, we would do a written, we would do a take as written, and then we would do, like, an improvised take. Right. And With the story following the same lines. Pretty but, much. But just doing whatever you want. I mean, a lot I of times. that. A lot of times it devolved tremendous. into diarrhea jokes. But, <laughs> well, yeah. But it really created, like, you, they and they had no ego about which None. jokes, like, were theirs or which jokes were ours. They just picked the funniest well, takes. But, let's, but, but the truth is, though, when they realized that they had... This guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, then they thought, well, they got to do a crazy take. Because honest to God, Chrissy, you'd come up with stuff that was real. And and Jed Spingarn, who basically oh, directed so the story of the funny. show. But they re- and you wrote several episodes, too, right? I wrote, well, I wrote one episode, and then I contributed to a handful of other well, episodes. Well, I think you're being self-defacing. No. But honest to God, I got to tell you, and, and, and I know you, I got the gig, so I'm already here. But the truth is, folks, <laughs> you got to hear this. The... the uh, you had been very successful, of you know, the hardened firm and stand up and working. And I had ne- we have a, have the same agent, and mm-hmm. I've never had the pleasure of working with Chris. And you know that they brought me in on back at the barnyard. They said, "Would you come in and read with some of the people that were calling back?" One of whom was Mr. Hardwick, mm-hmm. and I mean that Jason, uh, um, oh, from uh, from the from the Jason the movies, Honda guy, no, the no. guy from. Uh, Arrested Development, J- uh, Jason Bateman. Oh, Bateman. Um, John Cryer. Okay, uh-huh. so. Mr. Hardwick comes in. I read with you, and as I started to... You left, and as I started to leave, they said, Robbie, hang on a second. We want you to come in here. What do you think? And I thought, oh, no, no, no. Don't do that to me. Don't put me on the spot because I don't ever... You know, it's hard enough to get a gig. Yeah. I don't want to have the thumbs up or thumbs down like sure. Pontius Pilate, you know? And so <laughs> I said... Uh, I said... Then they said, really, who do you, what do you think? I said, well, this guy, Chris is just fucking Oh, and he was. And yeah. I don't know that that had anything to do with it. I'm just saying that, you, <laughs> honest to God, I, they it slipped had me 20. everything to no, do but with that, it. You, Chris, you owe him your whole oh, I, Yes, yes, yes. yes. But but that's what we're here for. Really just think, if, oh, if, man, you, thank if you. you'd have gone with Bateman and given Bateman the thumbs up, you'd have been there for all the Bateman auditions. <laughs> oh, no, Bateman would have been stuck it over, over at Nickelodeon. Just so they know, though. <laughs> 
it was so and you'd have a movie career when you have you know when you have a, a, a I know people. I know but I, I but know. I have I have such a great respect right, for the for the voiceover world because I you know um, it's a field that a lot of people go oh I should make a yeah. tape uh, but it's voiceover work is. It's fun, but it's fucking hard. And what I realized not not according to Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. No, <laughs> according to Chris Rock. This and then give me a million dollars. Well, all right, yeah. look, yeah. it's easy if you just go in and you just play yourself. Yeah. And, right. and 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 with with Barnyard, or, or I, play with yourself, or play with yourself while Wilson you're recording, does. which you can right? do because no, no one can see Nobody you. Can see. Right. I've, I've right. done sessions. Most of most of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you were masturbating. Right. During the takes. I worked at a bait shop. In fact, I was a master. A masturbator. Sorry. All right. No, but. But, right. but, but, you know, and so you kind of go and going, like, oh, voiceover's not hard. But then you see guys like you and Mo and Jeff Bennett and, and these really incredible um, guys. Welker. Who, who are, are, are yeah. yeah Welkman. Uh, Frank Welker. Welkmeister. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's who just... will come in and then watching you guys find voices is so much, so much fun. They'll well, give you direction. Man. And you come, you attack with voices from these places where I would always go, where the fuck did he come up with that? But, but isn't that the truth, though? And I, that's just happened. My friend, my friend, the brain sitting to my left, <laughs> has you have knocked my brains out on more than one occasion with your incredible gift. I'm telling you, man, you're really? genius. Really, you're genius. Here's my hotel room key. Use you're it. very kind. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I remember a young Maurice Lamarche, oh. a young Maurice Lamarche from the ninth annual Young Comedians oh, yeah. Comedy Special, oh, which I've quoted oh, many that's times. Where I first saw him on TV, the Ronnie oh, Danger, Ronnie Dangerfield Young yeah. Comedian yeah. Special. Yep. I've I've mentioned that special many times on this podcast. It was you and uh, and uh, Kinnison and Saget and Rita Rudner and and uh, and Louis Anderson, Louis uh, Harry Basil, who went on to direct films. Uh, uh, Some guy named Richie Gold that I never heard from Richie again. Gold, we, I want. I always wonder what happened to Richie Gold. He had a funny funny act. He had. I, I still will say. God of duty. God of duty. Yeah. I will still do God of duty. I just. I just. Especially, yeah, he would just talk about like if your pants were low, you know, you just you look like you got dirty, got dirty. Because if you're, because kids can always tell you when they when they have to take a shit, right. and you just can't, you can't go into your Bob's go. Hey, boss, can I take a break? Why? Got a duty. Got a duty. And Bob Nelson? Bob Nelson? Nelson's Bob a genius Nelson. on that. Absolute genius. It was, a, it was, a, it was a confluence. Uh, it was a. Uh, a, a, a merging, if you will, of all of the energies of comedy in one night. I mean, you know, Kinison knocked it out of the park. And and I mean he was the he was the the breakout guy. I mean it was it was literally the only his first first and only appearance on television at that point. Nobody ever th really? thought he could go on TV. Wow. And and uh, you know there was a little revisionist history, I have to say. But since I've got the ears of your listeners, um, Rodney, uh, I was I used to be Rodney's opening act, and we were on the bus, and I knew I had my slot because. Rodney, you know, just liked me and, and put me on there. I probably should have waited two more years before doing something like that because I didn't think my material was, I didn't quite have the material, but the impressions were good. But anyway, he said, hey, man, I've got a, quite a question for you. <laughs> I don't know who to put. I got one more slot left on the show. I don't know who to put there, man. Who do you think? <laughs> and I'm like, well, Rodney, I, I, I just think you got to give it to Sam Kinison. He goes, nah, man, Kinison can't cook in five minutes, man. I like him, but <laughs> he's only got five minutes. You know, his first joke, he, he alienates the shit out of him, and then he needs to get him back. He spends 20 minutes getting him back on his side. They walk out of the club. I said, Rodney, I'm telling you, Sam has got an opening joke that hooks them right in. It was the 7-Eleven joke. Right. He just started using it. Like, yeah, exactly. What's the 7-Eleven joke? The 7-Eleven joke was where Sam would go, Sam would go, I'm sure I'm late. I would have gotten here on time, but I had to stop 7-Eleven uh, and go, Marlboro! 
Marlboro! <laughs> Cigarettes! Smokey, smokey! <laughs> I should have shot your ass in the bag when I had the chance! <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. Can you see the effect it's having oh, on you right now? Shit. So that was he, his opening he, joke. He, he won, he won them with that joke. That was his opening <laughs> joke. They knew everything they needed to know about Holy Sam Christ. in that opening bit. That just hurt me. Yeah, oh. and and so I so I said, I'll tell you how much I I'll tell you how much I believe in Sam Rodney. I would give up my spot if it were the only if there were no spots left. I would say to you, I'll give up my spot on the show. Give it to Sam Kinison. I'll do the show next wow, year. Wow! And, and yeah, and, and my and my wife, who wasn't my wife, she was just my girlfriend at the time. Like, what was now your ex yes, no, ex-wife? Because ex-wife, she realized too late asshole. she married a moron. Ex-wife, you gotta make a living. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. what she said. She said, "Are you an idiot? You don't go out on a limb like that for another performer." <laughs> but I do because I'm Canadian and we all help each other there, and we're just so fucking polite. Well, anyway, the, the next week, Kinison calls me and goes, "Maurice." Rodney told me what you said. Rodney told me what you did. <laughs> We're going to go to New York together, Maurice. We're going to party. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> and that was it. I mean, and history was written for, for Sam. Story, yeah, and unfortunately in Rodney's book uh, the, that he wrote just before he died, he, he gave himself all of, all of my lines, <laughs> and he gave Sam all the lines he said to me where he objected like Sam, as if Sam would sit there going, "No, I don't know, uh, Rodney. I can't cook in five minutes." Yeah. I tell you, Sam, I know you got a new opening <laughs> bit. How did that new opening bit about the Seven Eleven? It kills him, man. Well, I don't know. You know, it's like, no, no, that's not the way. It, this is the way it happened. I and love. I, I understand taking the unknown voiceover guy yeah, yeah, out of the story, but you know, that, this is the truth. And my my ex. I will love watching to you adjust your fake tie. I'm doing I'm the wearing a t-shirt and an open open gap oh, shirt, but I've got this. a tie when I do Rodney. Now watch what he does to do Bill Shatner. Ah, uh, please. Don't tell me how to do it. It's me. <laughs> it's yeah, great. It's pretty fucking good. Spock sabotaged the system. Spock. <laughs> Restore the atmosphere. Spock sabotage this. Oh, I wish I knew what to oh, do. And now, now do Oh, Bill, it. that's great. This time, could you just do it and have fun yeah, with it? Yeah, have fun with it, Bill. Ah. Uh, <laughs> please don't tell me how to do it. <laughs> I don't say sabotage. You say sabotage. I say sabotage. Oh, no, no, what? No, and no, now, what? now do Pierre Falk. Sir, I'm Look sorry to bother you. This is, <laughs> this is very embarrassing. Still in the eyes. I pissed I all over my shoes. <laughs> No, I, I am, um, with apologies to Billy West, you can, you, you can take any character and tell and say yeah, that Billy you pissed West on has, your shoes. As Larry Fine, as Larry Fine he'll hey, go, Mo, I peed on my shoe. I pissed on my shoe. Hey, Mo. I dropped the Pesach dishes. Where are the Pesach <laughs> <laughs> oh. you, you just have to, you just have to make, you make your uvula oh. completely relaxed yeah, to do guys, Larry Fine. See, that's the thing is, Maurice is not, a, he's so brilliant. I have to physicalize, though, otherwise the voice won't oh, come. So much like, I know I'm on radio and nobody can see that I can actually cross yeah, one eye to make it look like a Glass eye, it's but amazing. I have to do it. Yeah, I, I think everybody. Uh, I, I, you know, we, we to get back to Frank Welker, oh, the Welkinator. I mean, he he just he he totally becomes whatever he's doing. I mean, he's still the guy I look up to and go, I will I will never be that good. But I will try. I will try because Frank Welker exists. I will try to be that I'm no good at animal sound. I got to do a couple episodes of Scooby-Doo, which was fun. And Frank's still doing. He's doing Scooby. Since 1969. Yeah. He's doing Scooby and Freddy. Yeah. How about that? It's pretty amazing. Well, Mm -hmm. and you know what? I got to say, because I don't have the the on-camera background. I I came out here ostensibly to do on-camera. I did a lot of episodic television back just after The Last Supper. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, I was I was the entertainment. I was Shecky of Arimathea. Uh, that's that's yeah. good, Shecky. Thank you. Yeah, Jesus, what a party! And the only thing was, it was actually a nice a nice party until 
until uh, Judas got up and did that really killer rendition of Backstabbers. And, but anyway, hey, <laughs> here through Thursday. I loved your I love your story about. Uh, your your Mel Brooks story is one of my favorite oh, stories of you. all time. Oh, well, in in this business, just about when you were doing spaceballs. Yeah, but this is actually a really it was a heartbreaking story, but it ended up being a good one because uh, and it was a great you know we used to do the looping on ADR on movies in those days, and they still do. ADR it. stands for automated dialogue, dialogue replacement. He's for Canadian, those who don't know, that. you guys are but good. it's it's uh, it's generally they would have like loop groups, and they still do. And these days, there was a sweet lady named Mickey McGowan that would used to get a group of us together, mm-hmm. and I was working. I, you know, as, as Coulier says, I got to stop dropping names. Bob De Niro told me that. Yeah. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but it was Phil Hartman, John Paragon, Tress McNeil, myself, Corey Burton, just an incredible group of people. And we were hired to add voices to Spaceballs, right? So I go in there and, and Mel Brooks and one of the, you know, it's there, the dialogue editor and Mel's coming in. He's going, okay, in this next scene, when Bill Pullman crashes on the sand planet... We got a, we got a, you know, these little guys in dinks that walk around with a hood and they go ding, 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 ding. They're little midgets. We got a whole shit pile of midgets to put hoods on them and they're walking around on the scene. Now, one dink is going to go hand Bill some water. So I got to have a name for the dink because we refer to him later in the show. So I raised my hand. I said, Mr. Brooks. Yeah, yeah. What do you got, kid? (laughs) What do you got, kid? (laughs) And I said, uh, I said, why don't we call him Gunga Dink? Now, I thought that was pretty goddamn clever. For a 25, Gunga Dink, right? Waterboy, right? <laughs> of course. At Hartman pounds me on the shoulder and goes, God damn, Rob, good for you, buddy. That was, I mean, Mel Brooks, good for you. So everybody laughs and the thing cries and goes, that's interesting. What's your name, boy? And I said, it's uh, Rob, Rob uh, Paulson's son. He goes, Rob, I got to tell you something. In my business, wit is shit. Funny is money. Who's got something else? <laughs> <laughs> it broke my heart. Oh, no. I thought, my chance, uh, this he was, is it. Uh, he was pissed that he didn't think of it. I mean, uh, you think yeah, so? Yeah, whenever, well, I, think, I think whenever somebody, and I, you know, I'm. Well, from that day on, I referred to him the, as uh, Mr. Bancroft. Yeah. <laughs> really, exactly. really got my, you know. I don't mean to desecrate or, uh, you mean the man's a legend, but no, I think. Yeah. I, I think that happens in this in this in this business. People get uh, they, when you when you when you one up them. That's a great line. Well, but he he you asked know? for something, and I thought and it was did. you know. By the way, I, what I was going to say. But he wanted you to Welker. blue sky. He wanted you to lead him somewhere. Somewhere that made him. And, come but up you with came, boom! You, you landed stupid. on the planet, Tatooine, right Michigan, with that line. So, no, but you, know. I, you were mentioning Frankie, and it's and, and the on on um, back at the barnyard. I mean, you know, we had so many great people on that show, and and. Um, when you work with guys like Maurice, like Frank, like Tom Kenny, D. Baker, Tress, Kath Susie, isn't it amazing how incredibly gifted the people are with no pretense? None. No pretense. <clears throat> nope. I mean, we work with people all the time that make me just go, where the fuck did that come from? Voice over actors, the you, heroes that walk among us. You, know, <laughs> you notice he left my name out of the no pretense. Oh, Maurice them Because I actually have plenty of pretense. <laughs> I'm a very pretentious well, Canadian, I, You know, Reno Romano, he's Canadian. I like him better than yeah. Maurice. Yeah, yeah. who wouldn't? I think you, Maurice. Sweetheart. Ah, he's you. a sweetheart. No, no, I don't, I'm not. I, I, it's true, seriously, though, though, it? I'm I'm probably the crankiest of the voiceover actors. I mean, I'm like, in a field of nice guys, I'm the guy that walks around. I held in that for me. You're my friend. I was right? on the Young Comedian special. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened? You guys, but you, you, you guys. I helped Kinnison. Oh, that's my mistake. No, anyway, go ahead. What? <laughs> How do you? It like the voice, like I, because I, I only really worked on Barnyard, and every once in a while I would pop up on like you know like a Batman or you know yeah. Scooby Doo or something. But but you guys, is your day just? Like nine to five, running from place well, to place. Yeah, recording. that's the deal with voiceover. I mean, 
you know, t- t- not to tell tales out of school, but you know, none of us is commanding a million dollars a job. I mean, we are the, uh, you know, we're, we're the we're the kind of the unsung uh, of of the business. We're the, the, the everybody everybody and yeah. every celebrity and their brother wants to get into it. Oh you know? man, no kidding! Tom because Hanks of what Chris Rock said, because that's true. Richard right. Dreyfus and his brother Lauren. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, and they 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 they, they all want to get into the business, but because. We, we we can be some. We're not as indispensable, I guess, as an on-camera guy because he's got his face. Also, that you know, you can't you can't go get another guy to do Tom Hanks. Yeah, you only get Kelsey Tom Grammer. Hanks when you want Tom right. Hanks. However, if <clears throat> if the guy who's playing the French Canadian bird falls out of the job, you get another guy who plays the French Canadian bird. But so, you can't replace Pinky in the Brain. No, you, well, well <laughs> listen, that's, we've had this we conversation. Have, we've had this discussion oh, a million man. times. But you know, I hope you're right, Chrissy. I'm telling you, bud. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they'll ever do it though. And of course, we're you know we 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 occasionally will just tweet each not tweet but uh, you know we'll text each other and oh, God, wouldn't it be great to do a Pinky in the Brain movie and. And and you know people ask us on our Facebook pages when is it when is there going to be a Pinky in the Brain movie? They just did a a Yogi Bear movie Smurfs a couple made of years a ago. Smurfs money movie last did it? And yeah. yeah. Did you work on Smurfs? No. I no. thought you worked I mean, on, on the original. On the original one? Oh, yes, Smurfs. I did. Yeah, on the yeah. One, so yeah I did well probably through. fifteen or twenty of them. Who who, 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 who did you? Who did you do? Awesome. Like I said, I did a pilot. Yeah, he was worked for United. Ba boom. I did, I did a I did a fucking pile of Smurfs. <laughs> that sounds like drugs. I did a yeah. pile of Smurfs. I did a bunch of Smurfs. I was douchebag Smurfs. You, you snort them, right? That's why Gargamel wants them because well, they have hallucinogenic properties. And you know, and Gar- and Gargamel is April Winchell's was April Winchell's father. Paul Winchell was. A, was well, why is the name April Gargamel? April. April. Gargamel. <laughs> oh, oh, the actor. Oh, I'm I got sorry. It. No, I did. I don't know. 50 See, the or line 20 blurs years. for me. Which That's which why. Smurfs did you do? I did a character. I did one of the last. Smurfs. Fuck you, Smurf. Called, uh, I'm only saying that because I can say That's it. right. Thank you. It just makes yeah. you feel good. Was, I did um, Weepy Smurf. He was cunty Smurf. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, there's a Smurf forever. There's a, fl- a different well, and flavor. And then they spun off Snorks, which was like Smurfs Underwater. Right. And I did that. That was me and B.J. Ward and Michael Bell and Barry Gordon, who went on to be Donatello in the first Ninja Turtles permutation. Right. And the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Sp- right. And, and you were uh, Michelangelo. No, I was Raphael. You were Raphael. I was Ra- And you know what? In a strange twist of Turtle Fate, now... I'm doing Turtles 25 years later, and I'm Donatello on the new Nickelodeon version of Turtles. That's so great. Why not just still make him never right been Michelangelo. How about that? How about isn't that the? Why gr- not just make him? I don't understand. Uh, well, I know, and and what happened was I got a call. Uh, I knew that Nickelodeon had bought the rights to Turtles. I mean, they bought. They even got the Turtle Van for Christ's sake. They bought the whole thing lock, stock, <laughs> wow. So I got a call about a year and a half ago saying, "Would Rob be? Int- we'd love to have him come over and read for Ninja Turtles." And I told my agent, I said. Well, do they know who I am? Not because of arrogance, but because there have been several iterations of Turtles between the ones that was the original that we did and, and now. And so I said, I don't want to go in there and be this old guy that they say, oh, shit, that's right. He was Raphael. Let's just throw him a bone since we got him here. Yeah. So I said, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself or them. And she called back and said, no, no, no. They know exactly who you are. Only they're interested in having you read for Donatello. And I said, well, OK. So I got it. And my kid. Now he's the leader of the Ninja Turtles, you guys. How about that? My kid called it. <laughs> At 25 years later, my kid calls me. He was working on Tough Puppy at the time at Nickelodeon, and he called me up. He said, I just heard this rumor that you're going to be doing Turtles again. And I said, how about that? He said, Dad, you're going to be the answer to a Jeopardy question. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> which, how's this for a segue, which takes me to my dear friend, the brain. Oh. And listen to this. I was, remember a year or two ago when they had on Jeopardy, they had the two most winning guys in the history of Jeopardy play against Watson, the computer. Yes. Right. All right. So I'm watching it, and... Alex Trebek, another uh, Canadian expat, yes, says about my friend the fucking brain. He says, he says, 
uh, actor Maurice LaMarche channels this guy to play... Ca oh, channels Orson Welles to play this, to play this cartoon, cartoon lab mouse who wants to take, take over, over the, the world. world. And, the, and the, qu the answer is, who is, who is the brain? And... And but Alex Trebek said your name on he Jeopardy. He said my name on Jeopardy, and 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 and, How about and that? all of a sudden I was like you know face, Facebooked to death, yeah. and then and then and then the funny part is Watson, who got almost every answer right, didn't get had a big fucking question mark. Over. <laughs> Maurice, what? Maurice, who? I don't get Which it. Which leads us back to the you, obscurity of the you, voiceover. You stumped Watson. You our one of the guys are, got it. One of the one genius, of the, one guys, of the genius got guys did Was it get Ken it. Jennings? I think How it was that? Ken yeah, Jennings. It was actually. Probably was Ken Who's Jennings. Who was the brain, Alex? Who's the brain? That's and I sad and went, yes! <laughs> actually, I wasn't even watching Jeopardy. I, I only found out about it because this... This slam, and I found it on YouTube later. You were at the Melrose Baths at the time, weren't you? Getting oh, a massage. Was, yeah. yeah, you were getting all nerfy on me. Yes. <laughs> yes that must pinky. have been fun because you. Lower, Pinky. Lower. <laughs> I'm going to walk on your back, Brain. Lower, Pinky. And I'm going to wax it. Wrong end, Pinky. I've often referred to my penis as the lower Pinky. Uh, <laughs> if that, uh, the lower pinky. <laughs> that's what I would call the back forty, the, the lower pinky, yeah, the lower pinky, oh, the lower pinky. Um, I but it must because you had a son when you were pretty young, yeah. So it must have well, been pretty. His wife had the son. He yeah. just right. There going, oh, you didn't push. have. It push wasn't. Honey, push uh, honey. No, it wasn't a male. What did you say? Front poop. Front poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wonder you. Wonder chicks dig you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he stood there trying to pretend he was involved. I know all of us. I know all the terms. No, I all just want us to go away. My son now is the age I was when he was born, which is really freaky. I know. I know. I'm well. <laughs> no, here's freakier. I'm the age my dad was when he died. Really? Uh, to within a few weeks. No. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Bless and your heart. and to bring in Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek and my father. Who's from Montreal too? Wasn't he Alex? I believe he was, but he yeah. ended up in Ottawa. Right. And Alex Trebek and Peter Jennings and my father all worked at the same TV station. Wow. At the same time in Ottawa, Canada. How in about 1962. that? Eh? That's oh yeah. Eh? So, Trebek, way, now your Trebek and Jennings, Trebek and Jennings did the news from six to six thirty on the English CBC station, and then they would pop out, and my dad would pop into the same set, and then the, that they would broadcast out on the French signal, right. and my dad would do the whole show, news, weather, and, and sports. And your father's name was Jean Guy, right? Was Guy, just simply Guy? No, Guy Maurice. Guy Maurice. Guy Maurice, Maurice. Maurice Lamarche. How's yeah. that for her name and, there? And huh? He was he, he was a like dashing figure of a man. He, he, yeah. could, he and he left it after two years. He just he wanted to you know do something that really made a lot of money, and they didn't see it happening at the CBC in Ottawa, and. Uh, you know, Jennings, <laughs> Trebek. I mean, you know. Were you, were you able to dug Piggy in the Brain into French? No, I was not. I've heard the French mm. brain, though. He, he doesn't sound as much like, you know who sounds the, the most French like The French brain me? is oxymoronic. Yeah, thank <laughs> <Sorry>. you. <laughs> Rob, the French are revolting. Rob, let me tell you something. Tell me something I thought now. Wit is shit and funny, funny is money. money. Okay? All right. Thank you, Mr. Bancroft. Over to you. No, um, he, he was, he was um, what was your question? The Fre French brain. The French brain. Yeah, no, the, the French brain sounds nothing like me, but the guy, the Icelandic brain, the guy in the Icelandic version, because Andrea Romano used to used to play. Yeah, oh, Andrea, Andrea she is would, the queen. She would direct all the international versions oh, of Thinking right, in the yeah. Brain. She's she amazing. Isn't she the best? But they do them all in two weeks. They do like all 108 episodes in two weeks, and uh, you know, because they didn't have any union or anything taking care of their work, their work hours or anything, so they would dub the show. But Andrea played me the Icelandic guy. He wasn't doing the Orson Welles voice that I did for Brain, but his speaking voice it sound, sounded exactly like my regular Actually, speaking he was voice. Oh, wow. Or his brain voice sounded like me talking, except with an Icelandic accent. And, which, and the Icelandic, or, and the Icelandic pinky sounds like Bjork. 
Uh, of course. Fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, and I'm getting on an aeroplane. <laughs> God, I have my swan costume on. I'm getting Th- this very singing the praises of my time to <laughs> die. <laughs> <laughs> Hardwick doing pure. Wow. That was good. <laughs> that was really funny. You should have seen his face. It was funny and frightening. It was it was funny. It was funny. No, it was frightening. I don't know what it was, but man, I just couldn't move. Tippy towing in the reeds. <laughs> Talking to the animals. Oh my god, I love you so much. It's killing me. Uh, I have I have to sing the praises once again of my dear my dear friend Maurice. <laughs> is that Maurice? Okay, as men, as as brilliant as he is no, as the brain, and stop. as many people loved him as the brain, and they all listening out there. Uh, Maurice recently won an Emmy for uh, his his basically his utilitarian super duper character work on Futurama. Uh, that's yeah. fucking How awesome. How about that? Uh, so here's a guy who has established himself as the which is you know an iconic role. Comes back years later and now gets an Emmy for all of his other brilliant work on future. Well, future you're Brown. very, very kind, and of and course, well deserved. Means it means a great deal coming from my Emmy-winning friend. Oh, did I know? <laughs> who is who humble won, brag? Who won the Emmy for uh, for Pinky and the Brain in uh, mm-hmm. what's it? What year was it? Nineteen ninety-nine. 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 And I forgot. On we're Madison Square Garden. Oh, listen to this. This is a great story. My presenters were Whoopi Goldberg and um, Tom Bergeron. Okay. We were at Madison Square Garden at the theater, Madison Square Garden. And I, fortunately, I won. I was up there, and it was, you know, my parents and my wife, and there, thank you very much, and all that. <clears throat> and I forgot to mention Maurice. <laughs> oh, no. So listen to, as I'm... <laughs> Why would you mention me? Oh, shut the fuck I did so nothing. As I'm walking off, I looked at Whoopi Goldberg, and I said, oh, Jesus, I forgot to say... You know, thank Maurice LaMarche. Yeah, and she said, you and can't she, go back out there now, honey. That's right. <laughs> and, and, she, and again, she had the same thought. Who the fuck is Maurice No, LaMarche? not. She said, you can't go back. And she said, I love that show. And I said, well, thank you very much. But I was downstairs going panicking going because I didn't want you to see it on the Internet. So I remember trying to find There was no Internet phone. in 1999. <laughs> well, I was watching live. Carrier Pigeon. But I wanted to find um, a payphone so I could call Maurice and say, dude, I totally... I shit the bed, man. 1999. No cell phones, no internet. Rob, fortunately, Maurice LaMarche is here (laughs) today in studio so that you can give him this long overdue apology. (laughs) Well, let me do that for you, Maurice. Now, in most most cities, this would be called a felony. But what I'm about to thank you... No, I can't do that, really, can I? Don't worry. No, you you apolo- a- you've apologized to me. I think I know, but I semi-annually. I mean, yeah. it's every time. It's not you. Do, you have nothing to apologize for. You thank your wife, who puts up with so much from you, and oh, Jesus, and and it was sure. and it was and and Spielberg. But I love you, Maurice. I, I know he had something to do with that show I, somewhere I, along I the line. You, Brian. I love you too. You know, and the funny part is. When he speaks in a Cockney accent, I don't do. I don't want to do the brain. I want to do Cockney back. <laughs> yeah. our we start way doing to, Derek our, and Clive. Our favorite way to fuck around is to do Derek and Clive. You know, you know Derek. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's when we we don't we don't do. People think, oh, it must be so much fun. You guys talk like Can I ask in the brain. You, what's no? We do Derek and Clive. We say, uh, yeah, what's the worst job you ever had? Uh, the worst job I ever had was I had to collect up all the phlegm what Winston Churchill had gobbed that into his bucket by the bed. <laughs> I was a terrible job. <laughs> and what about Sir Winston? Winston Churchill. Winston, Winston, Winston was a cunt. 
<laughs> this is doing Dudley Moore. Go this ahead, is go. What we, I mean, this yeah. is what we do. We would do in between takes. And for those of you that don't know, lunchroom, the, bo- the late genius guys. We never guys, talk like Binky and the Brain to each other. Right. The late genii, uh, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, yeah. oh, did, were not only brilliant together and did Beyond the Fringe and were dear friends, but well, they would get absolutely fucking hammered and turn on the tape and do Derek and Clive, these two... <laughs> Goofballs. And yeah. Maurice, of course, does impressions of both. But do um do Dudley... Oh, let's sing our little song. Oh, dear little Flo, I love you so, especially in your nighty, when the moonlight flits across your tits. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. <laughs> <laughs> this, is why, this is why this is why voiceover is so much fun. It's just up. like we ah. you you have these things that are just in your head and between takes and it all comes them. out. Like right. they should really people should be recording That's the show. in between. It's the show. That's yeah. the show. George, this is the show. The show is what goes but on. But you did that too. Takes. It's called in between takes. In between the totally. takes. Totally. How many times though did we stop because sweet little Liam Allen Baker who is, oh, I have such yeah. a crush on her. Yeah. Lee Allen Baker could not stop laughing because she was peeing herself because you, between every well, take, I mean, <laughs> would do something that was so fucking hysterical. And, well, I was just filthy. I yeah, was but just it was filthy. great. Oh, my God. You did, <laughs> you did one where he just keeps going. You were doing some old woman going, oh, I can't control my... Oh, oh because... You <laughs> I'm know, just... I'm pooping. I'm, oh, I God. Was, I, I, was, I, was, I was comping in for... Um, well, I do a little bit of a Kevin McDonald impersonation. Oh, right, right. Uh, and so I was doing my Kevin McDonald impersonation right. for yeah. uh, because Kevin was, Kevin was coming in to do yeah. Kevin. <laughs> and so I, I so I was coming in Kevin because he was playing the voice of a witch. Right. Who oh, that's was, right. It was yeah. like a gingerbread, like Hansel and Gretel thing. Right. And I don't know, for some reason, if I can find it, I'll put it at the oh, end of this fantastic. episode. But it, it, it's it's just dirty. People are going to hear it and be like, yeah. what? That's what cracked everyone up? <laughs> But it was just me flying around. Like, I was flying around on my broom, and yeah. I was like, I'm raining shit on everyone below me. I can't stop this fountain of magical poop. And it, but it just went on for, like, ten minutes. Oh, and Lee Allen Baker could not. She was. She said, stop it. She, I was, like, pleading because her eyes were watering, oh, and she couldn't get it. it was, that's the best. That was, that was a probably you had to that's be there power. thing. But if I can dig it up, that's I'll, real if power. I can dig it up. But that is true. I, Isn't I, that why we become comedians, though, for that moment? Yeah. Because at that Jones. moment, you almost feel like... Like a supervillain, like right. someone's laughing so hard, tears are flowing. You're from fucking their, face. their brain. That's yeah, right. they are exactly <laughs> right. Fuck. There's like a special little spot in their brain that you are pumping so hard. You go, yeah. I have the power <laughs> of life and death over you, yeah. bitch. I, yeah. One more he he, and your heart goes. Yeah. Right. Do I do it or not? Do I say the funny thing or do I let you live? <laughs> I mean, that's just It's nefarious. So also, there's a lot of issues about uh, wanting people to like us and attention things and all that stuff. Of Every, course. Nobody can hate you while they're laughing. Right. You know, and if you were a kid like me who got, who got teased and beaten up because I was both, I was too tall, but I was also awkward. So I was that... I was that kid. You'd think I could slam anybody in a wall, and I certainly had the physical power to do yeah. it. But I was, I was too nice. You're Canadian. I was Canadian. Is that? But I was, I was in Canada when I was that yeah. in that state. But I was just so. They, they used to tell me, you know, you're so big, you can't fight back. My my, oh, my mother dear, would tell me that. Really? You can't fight back. You're gonna hurt. Because the one time I fought back in the second grade, I, the kid. <laughs> Like smacked his head Still on the wall. And I was like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm like Kal El of Krypton. I can't use my full strength." <laughs> so I never ever fought back again. And they used to just 
They used to tease me relentlessly. Just so that think, reference that, makes me want to bully you. That thing, of course. <laughs> I'm a big comic book geek. You don't understand. When we go to Comic Con, I am in hog heaven because oh, yeah. I'm a fan. I mean, I'm, oh. I can't believe I'm. Well, you got I'm, you and Phil Stan Lamar. Lee knows who I am. I mean, it's like but you and Lamar and uh, Mark Hamill and all you guys. Hamill's are big, the biggest comic book geek I know. Same with Lamar. He's, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. All you guys. I love that. You're a comic, love... kind of a comic book guy too. Aren't I you do like it? comics, and I do. I had Stan on the podcast once, and he's so fucking funny. Excelsior! You should have Stan and. Gilbert Gottfried on the same podcast. Oh, they're the same. Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure out great. who's... who's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stan- Excelsior, the aristocrats, too soon? I mean, you know, I love Stan- who's talking now? Stan's funny because he'll he'll be self-deprecating and self-elevating at, at the same, same at the exact same yeah. time. I mean, all I did was invent comic books. No big <laughs> deal or anything. Like, you know, like... Just he, an iconic character. Nobody's interested. billions in of dollars. Who cares what I have to... Say. Isn't that great? He's the ultimate humble brag. Yeah, he's right? but but in the most charming, very, charming has way. Has ever earned it? Oh, totally. <laughs> Talk about earning no, it. No, but the guy's right away. I now get laid by chicks old enough to be my great granddaughter. <laughs> no, it's crazy. What a life, my God. He's he he's really fun. Com- Comic cons are fun. It's nice that you. You know, you're a fan of this. It's totally. it's not a, it's not just a job that you're doing with these with with animation. You're you know, and, and anyone who can dig up ninth annual young comedians can oh, see like you did a string of yeah. uh, cartoon impressions. Like it's clear I that I was a cartoon geek at the time, and I had not yet done, well, uh, done an um, actual cartoon voiceover job. You were I was with, a pure uh, stand-up. Comedy weren't you in Townsend on Inspector Gadget? We were. It was our first. That with was Don, our very you'd first. listen to your Don Adams. With Don Adams. Huh? Don Adams <laughs> talked like this when the microphone was on. Penny, we're going to get Doctor Claw, and we're going to spank him, <laughs> and then. As soon as it went off, he went into his like it was almost like um, the Jerry Lewis, you know, oh, right. that, that kind of like Dude, limp like wrist and cigarette. Talking to Dean, yeah. So, <clears throat> that we, so I remember when 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 Rickles and I were chained to a wall, <laughs> and we couldn't get through the take because we cracked each other up so oh, wait, this much. This is on Get Smart, right, Mr. Adams? Yeah, on the Get Smart right. episode that uh, Don guessed. <laughs> okay, uh, we're rolling. Uh, take one. Penny, where is my helicopter blade? Go, go, gadget copter. So, anyways, you did. Uh, you let did. Me just, <laughs> let me just finish great. the story about Don. So we're chained to the wall, and they go to lunch and leave us there, and we're still laughing when they come back. Go, go, gadget. <laughs> you, know. you, you, because I remember in your Young Comedians Act, you did Tennessee Tuxedo and Chumley. Phineas J. Whoopi, you're the greatest. Come along, Chumley. <laughs> yes, it's so fucking great. Don Adams was just that guy. Like, that was just his character. Yeah. I mean, he that was his impression of of uh, of William Powell. Oh, really? God. Right. William Powell or Dick Powell? Dick Powell. Dick Powell. Which one? Who was the no, thin William man? Powell. William, William Powell. Powell. I was right the first man, time. Right? Yeah. That was, he said, I'm just doing William Powell badly. He said, he said, I've got so many bad impressions in my repertoire. That they actually become original voices. Maxwell Smart was simply me doing William Powell. And do you do you obviously there is a huge tradition in voiceover of just sort of kind of attaching yourself to an existing personality, and then that sort of becomes a voice, like with the brain. Yeah, yeah. Or, the brain was the brain was. I, I you see the thing with the brain was, I went in first day, first audition, probably the only time I've ever been on time for an audition in my life, and and sober. Ish. 
he kids because he knows I actually haven't touched a drop since Reagan got on the plane and went bye bye. <laughs> Where are we going now, mommy? <laughs> that was truly that was that was the last I'm the so last drink I took was I'm that so day. So proud of you. And me. I haven't touched a drop I since. Know. But um, <clears throat> uh, so so he uh, you know it was it was it was this thing where I walked in. They showed me the model sheet and I went, oh, isn't this nice? They've they've given me a character. This is Orson Welles. Yeah. I saw the brain and thought it was Orson Welles. He was really modeled on Tom Minton. Tom Minton. Who, if you, if you look on Facebook, producers. you can look him up on Facebook anytime. Tom Minton, you'll see a picture of him, any picture of him, Amazing. you'll go, oh my God, that's the brain. It's a freaking brain. But I didn't know Tom Minton, so I saw Orson Welles in the brain. Yeah. So I just, and, and I used to be so fucking annoying because anytime we stopped tape, I would just go into the Orson oh, Welles ahead, yeah. frozen peas outtake. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, just, just Especially if I was all by myself. And I'll just be sitting there. We know a remote farm <laughs> where Mrs. Buckley lives. No, you don't really mean every July. That's bad copy. It's in July. Of course it's every July. I love you Get so me a much. jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. He does it. Okay, he did that. Every all the time. Every to, everybody. This is mic warm up. Hey, between, Mo, that, between that and 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 smelling of cigar. Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm amazed coquilas. anybody works with me. I'd probably have twice the career <laughs> that I have now if I just no, but that had just, never smoked. That speaks so highly I, to your talent, though, Morris. Yeah, I was so talented. Yeah. I was, I was, I'm like that. I'm like that. You know, bar. I'm like the Oliver Reed of voiceovers. You know, yeah. I get in fights and all that. I don't get in fights, but I do walk in stinking of cigar. Not anymore. And I did drink at one point. But but. He would do that as his mic check every time. Yeah, we know remote. Oh, can farm. we can we can we get a yeah. mic check from you? Why? I just did it right. <laughs> Look, I'm not used to more than one person in there. One more word out of you, and you go. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. I take direction from one person under protest, but from two, I don't. Sister, who the hell are you anyway? Excuse me, I, I believe we had a slight gonk outside. Jesus, <laughs> what is a gonk? Do you mind telling me what that is, please? So I would do this. So I thought, oh, they've written a character for me. They want me to play Orson Welles, so I'll get it out of my system. So I, I, you know, take one. I just did Orson Welles. You know, he had this very super. He was more villainous in the, uh, in the, um, in the thing. He talked about being like part of this club in the pilot. Thank you. You know, English words don't come to me so easily because old age is now my first language. Senior. Um, So, so it was very. There was reference to Blofeld, and you know, these were his heroes. And then I just walked out and went, well, that was fun. And I, I had total confidence I was going to get it because oh. they'd created it for me. And apparently, <clears throat> somehow, that, I don't, I don't buy into the secret or any of that stuff, but apparently, I guess if, if there's any proof that it does happen, in that moment, I must have put out so much, you know, force of, uh, what do they call that? Well, law, of, law of attraction. So sometimes yeah. things just click, though. Oh, totally. and, and apparently, <clears throat> they, they just aligned. went, that's it. He's the brain. But you know what, like with voiceover... And they had no idea what they were looking for. But but I never feel... I feel like they never have any idea what they're looking for. You go in with voiceover, and it's just sort of like Christmas shopping, like, now I'll know when I see it. it. I'll know when I see it. Yeah, and I think they do that. They have to. Unless they've got some very specific directions. Then I've seen them leave off that, you know, they'll say, we want an exact match between... You know, p- pick any two prototypes, and then you hear it, and you go, "It's nothing like what they said." I did, I did what they asked right. me to do. I blended, you know, uh, Barack Obama and and George W. Bush into one guy in the audition, and now he sounds like Reagan. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like whatever it is. But but on that one, they stopped casting that day, and then, yes. but it was, but they all oh, the only red pinkies the rest of the day. And I was told and that then he came in the next day, but before he came in, John Aston was John Aston. John Aston was, was their was their first oh, choice. Pinky. With whom choice. we both worked yeah. on Tasmania. Loved him. Wow. He and was that would have a, been a very different guy. show. And, ta- and remember, we used to work on, on Tasmania. 
The, Maurice, I played which was the unSpielbergian. Right. It was the only show right. to come out of Warner Brothers that the Spielberg didn't. And do. you played Taz's father as I Bing did, Crosby. As Bing Crosby, <laughs> well, son, how about we get together and have a little blah 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 yakety schmackety. <laughs> Let me see your dogs on the dog Isn't was a turtle. That, that well, Animaniacs, that, that, that whole, the Animaniacs, it was so, <clears throat> it was so refreshing to me because, you know, that, I mean, just being a huge Warner Brothers, yeah. I mean, I was a huge Big Chuck Jones fan, huge, yeah. you know. And um, it was an attempt to come back to that. It was an attempt to come, but just the, but the idea of like, no, the idea is that these characters are loose on the Warner Brothers lot. Like, that's such a weird, mm-hmm. I love that it got made, but I'm so surprised they were able to pitch that. Right. Because it's... Two words. Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Spielberg, yeah. Anything he wanted, they were going to give him. And they had done Tiny Toon Adventures, which was, in my view, kind of like their homework to kind of get their ducks in a row. And that was the... That was very, very Looney Tunes-esque. In fact, they called it Acme Luniversity. Yep. You know, and and then I think Spielberg just decided, let's go further. Let's go with completely original characters. Yakko, Echo, and Dot. Yeah, and they they created a whole backstory for us and history, and we were all termite terrorists and... You're laughing. That's a good sign. <laughs> Imagine when I take a handful of Vicodin. Yeah, do, you know, do you know how many people have come on and sung and sung like the Capitol song oh, and, the and like of the world? Have yeah, they really? Three. Yes. Oh, Danica. Hey, was it Danica? Danica yeah. yeah she, is she the cutest thing? Uh, I mean, amazing. I love her, and she did that for me once. I was at a recording session, and somebody said, uh, "You know, blah blah blah, 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 blah. Oh my God!" And I said, "You know who I am?" She said, "Oh my God, I love Animaniacs." I said, "Well, God, that's so sweet." That's lovely. And she said, I want to sing the Country of the World song. And she did it. She just sat there. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, said the whole freaking thing. And well, she's, what's the rest of it, Rob? Well, let's see. Have Do you, you know it, Mo? By chance? <clears throat> let's see. It goes something. <laughs> United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, a Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Green, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guiana, and still Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and Prince Guiana, Barbados, and Guam, Norway, Sweden, Iceland, and Finland, and Germany, now on peace, Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey, and Greece, Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman, Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq, and Iran, there's Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, both Yemen's Kuwait and Bahrain, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium, and Portugal, France, and Denmark, and Spain, India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan, Cambodia, Malaysia, then Bangladesh, Asia, and China, Korea, Japan, Mongolia, Laos, and Tibet, Indonesia, the Philippine Islands, Taiwan, Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, and Borneo, and Vietnam, Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana, Mozambique, Zambia, Swaziland, Gambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana, Burundi, Lesotho, and Malawi, Togo, the Spanish Sahara is gone. Niger, Nigeria, Chad, and Liberia, Egypt, Benin, and Gabon, Tanzania, Somalia, Kenya, and Mali, Sierra Leone, and Algier, Dahomey, Namibia, Senegal, Libya, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire, Ethiopia, Guinea, Bissau, Madagascar, Rwanda, Mayoran, Cayman, Hong Kong, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Yugoslavia, Crete, Mauritania, then Transylvania, Monaco, Liechtenstein, Malta, and Palestine, Fiji, Australia, Sudan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you know, there's an interesting okay. story about that. Very quickly, oh. when that was premiered at Comic Con in 1993, we were on a, a panel with uh, a bunch of different uh, uh, Peter Hastings and Rusty Mills and a bunch of guys. Tom Ruger, God bless Tom Ruger. And and there was a woman in the front row dressed as Patty Labelle as a Klingon, which is sort of what redundant. What the right? fucking brilliant mashup? Okay, yeah, right. 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 So she goes and she goes. 
um, I have a question. I say, yes, ma'am. If this is for Mr. Paulson, she goes, did you improvise that song? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what? I did. And I wish I could stay and take more questions, but I'm going to record uh, a song about everybody who's ever played Major League Baseball <laughs> in alphabetical order. Shut up! <laughs> you know? But no, isn't that, that song, and Randy Rogel wrote that song and most of the songs on Animaniacs, and he, I, I mean, as, talk about the stars aligning. How many times do we look at each other during that whole eight or nine year period and just go, it, it doesn't get any better than this, unless you're on The amazing. Simpsons, right? Now, which you've been on. Which Maurice has been I've on. I've done a bunch of Simpsons. Yeah, a lot. They, 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 you they, and Tress. Me and, well, Tress, well, has Tress, been, is, Tress has been with the show since episode one. Yeah. So, well, do you record with the rest think, of the cast, or do they I've come I've done in? one or two episodes with the rest of the cast, and then there's, there's been ones where they've just had me had me in to... to and sometimes just one or two lines. I think it's just because Al Jean Good likes me because there's no, there's no need to have me there. But but God bless him, he has me in. And I think I've got, I think I've done fourteen. I think I think Joe Mantegna has got more guests, but I think he's the only. I, I think I'm like second or third most frequent guest. Oh on the wow! Show. But for you, Joe man. has got like a character that always comes back. Yeah, uh, Fat Tony. I, I just I just they just use me. I mean, there was one. <laughs> There's one where all the serial characters, you know, it was called Serial Killer. It was, you know, Bart was playing this video game in the back seat. So all the serial characters are are, are getting killed. Mm -hmm. So I was I was Admiral Crunchy. And, oh, oh no, don't shoot me now. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was Dawes Butler, wasn't it? Dawes. Dawes yeah. was the original. Mm. And I, oh, I only do the original Dawes Butler, Captain. I don't do the guys doing it now. And then... Toucan Sam, only they called him oh, Three Can oh, Sam. He is Toucan Sam. And oh, you're fucking Toucan Sam. That's the joke is that I really am Toucan Sam. Maurice, for a second, for years, I went. Right? I went. Do I lose myself the job here, or do I? Do I say I'm sorry? I can't. I'm you know I'm the actual spokesman for this sugary product. <laughs> yeah. And and I went. Ah, you know what? If I'm gonna lose it, Go let, let me lose it. So I went. Toucan Sam, follow your nose. Too. <laughs> and he gets killed. <laughs> you know. How long have you been doing Toucan Sam? I've been Sam? doing Toucan Sam since 1989. How about Whoa. that? Wow. How about actually, that? I'm actually creeping up on having the job longer than Paul Fries, who was the original, well, the second voice of Toucan Sam. Mel Blank did one. Really? Toucan Sam. Talk about and he did, it, company. he did it like this. He, he said, that, you know, hey, kids, it's new, it's new Fruit Loops. Oop, pray, oops, lay. <laughs> And, Are you kidding and me? Then, and then they just you and Paul Freeze and Mel Blanc. And Mel Blanc. How about but, but that, folks? Freeze took the did, did the Ronald Coleman impression, took yeah. the character, and went com completely the other way and did the Ronald Coleman impression. And then I love that. I love Ronald Coleman. Follow your nose. It always knows. Kellogg's Fruit Loop cereal. There, you got a freebie, Kellogg's. <laughs> so, um, Is that the coolest thing in the world? I love that kind of shit. I love that. I love you so, so yeah, much, that's, Morris. That's, that's, oh, thank you. I love you, too. Robert. I love you that. It's always so fun to... I think the biggest... Mis one of the uh, big mistake that I made when I got my first voiceover job was picking a, a character to do and not... Not going. Oh, I'm gonna have to maintain this voice every episode. It was. So what did you do? Did you do this? Did you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. Right. I did. It was. It was a show called The X's on on Nickelodeon. Oh, sure. right. And so I went in and read for this villain called Glowface. And then I left the audition and I got right outside the door. And I was like, oh, I want to try one thing. And so I went back in and I had this idea that I wanted to make the character like Wallace Shawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I did a really loud like foolish X's. You will never like. And I just I, nice. But it was all screaming. Uh -huh. And then I got it, and then I had to scream every fucking episode. How do you guys? How do you keep your throats from going away? After, 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 poor Mel Blank died. Uh, you know, they they tried to they tried to cover all of his characters. I knew I didn't really have a good Bugs or Daffy, but I thought, I know. Let me let me let me go in the side door. Let me read for Yosemite, Yosemite Sam. Sam. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> I've been Yosemite Sam in almost every project except for the feature films since since Mel died. Which and was let me tell you, no, I think right? he died in '85. Was it '85? I think so. And I look it up on your iPhone. I, I think it might be later than that. I think it was yeah. like '89. I think it was like '89 when he died. Okay. All right. Maybe that's it. But I, I, I was so I went in there and I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go balls out with this voice. I did exactly what you did. I didn't didn't think that you know possibly I might end up with this job for yeah. you know 20 plus years. So oh, hates rabbits. And I just I do and and I have been doing Yosemite Sam and and going to voice doctors after the <laughs> session. For, I mean that's since the 1980s. It's pretty fucking scary when you you know like if you. If you blow your voice out, like that's your job. Mm-hmm. What yep. do you What do you do? I know. Well, you know, I know. I, it's, um, it's killed me. I was talking because I'm doing it now on the Looney Tunes show, and there yeah. are times when I just really have to say, guys, I, I've got three takes left in me, and that's yeah. it. That's what you have to say. I would take hot. I would just constantly hot tea with yeah. honey in it. Yep. To just keep the throat well, warm. Well, you, you do that, but there are times. There's a point at which there's a break point at which you go, you can't do what? it. I got I got six Lexus commercials to do on Monday. By the way, and, and Maurice the is the voice of Lexus. Is not gonna, Jesus Christ. That, that's why I said. Follow your nose. Follow your car. Follow your nose. When you the, give this... someone a Lexus, you give them every memory they'll make with it. How about that? <laughs> it's the Lexus I'm guy. The Lexus Isn't that guy. great? And for I a long love... time, I was Mr. Opportunity. And you were Mr. Opportunity. On the Honda. The Honda. I'm knocking. And who's to say they won't bring them back? Well, I don't know. They got Patty Warburton doing... Live but Pat, Pat's only doing, uh, you know, just just he's doing the the, the funny stuff. Well, spot. we'll see. I mean, I did it for seven years, but it was still good. It was a great uh, listen, gig. It was a it great was, gig. And it's, it's, n- no gig lasts forever. That's the other thing, you know. We, we especially in the voiceover world, we get we have so many plates spinning at once. Yeah, it, it, and we're lucky. Oh, but God. you can't think of anything as anything that's going to last forever. Barnyard was one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Well, I buddy, never, I never didn't, I never left there. Bummed. I was oh, always totally happy, super happy every time I left. Everyone was cool. They, like it's one for me. It was one of those like I'm never going to get a job like this ever again. It was just a total lucky. The three years that we did it was so much fun. It was fun. fantastic, and I swear to God, man. You, and and it's not just as I say, it's not just blowing smoke. You you were unbelievable. Ah, get out of yeah. town. And it really I, is. Were, it really is great I, to see what you've on. accomplished. Because I mean. I had never had the pleasure of working with you, and I really saw this guy go from this incredibly bright comedian voice guy to like you've got you know Nerdist Industries and this the podcast and and you're and you're doing um, for a long time I thought it was uh, you know the, ca- the you said it's the Talking Dead right yeah. that you're doing because I love I thought it was the Caulking Dead it was no. a bunch of painters no yeah we you that's a different show where oh, you go in and they try to seal off the zombies with okay because <laughs> it's on the house home and garden yeah 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 it's Bob Vila I thought Bob, it was Zombie a, Bob Vila oh <laughs> Zom- <laughs> Zombie Bob Vila yeah. that sounds like a great name my friends call me Zombie Bob Vila it's like oh. a drag racer sometimes you know what I, mean? I love hearing those classic radio guys that have been around since the 70s and your head with the where, where, where just like you just yeah. hear like you hear 10,000 cigarettes oh. in their voice like that old radio when they when they would do the compression and you would hear that uh, yeah. Larry Vanna or um, um, with the real Don Steele. The real, the real Don, Don Steele. Guys like oh, remember Byron McGregor on CKLW. In uh, in Windsor, did you ever hear that thing? That, no, I. That rec- he did a record called "The Americans," and it was when just at, toward the end of the Vietnam War. And oh wait, was that the thing that uh, Gordon uh, Pinson wrote? Yes. yes. And Byron McGregor did it. Right. And he goes, "You get Amer- you get German technocracy, and you get automobiles. You get Japanese technocracy, and you get televisions. You get American technocracy, and you get 
Met on the moon, not once, but twice, and home again safely. And I'm one Canadian who's damn tired of hearing the Americans pushed around. Oh, my. Music right. playing in the background. It was great. I, yeah. But I love that. You're right. That, that, that ballsy kind of uh, smoky, brandy-y. Yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. And it's a tough gig, man, being one of those... DJ guys. I was know. always amazed at how high you could get your voice. Yeah, you, you're, you your registers unbelievable, especially for Peck. Peck, 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 Peck the, roos- the rooster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that was kind of yeah. I mean, I'm sort of you know fortunate to have a little light voice. I'm kind of a tenor, so it was pretty much I was a talking chicken. I like to say talking cock. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Well, it's a chicken, Chris. What? what? What's the problem? What's the problem? I don't know what everyone's yeah. upset about. No, it was. Um, it, it, that was a huge thrill for me, and honest to God, man, seeing how you've just taken this to such an incredible level—it's really wonderful. Good oh, for you. thank! This isn't about me. No, I know, but still, you're just in a. I have to bat this away so I don't look arrogant, no. but I'm appreciating everything it's you're saying. Our pleasure. Buddy. <laughs> Believe me, I'm devouring it inside. No, I, listen. Well, you're you're. Po- I mean, I, I Maurice has been a guest on my little podcast, and I. Mine is just I bring my thing and I talk to cartoon guys. Plug it, but, plug it. What's where? Oh, thank you. It's called Talkin' Tunes. Talkin' Tunes. T a l k i n s t t l k i n Tunes at robpaulsonlive.com and iTunes. And I have to. We just broke into the top one hundred. Nice of uh, iTunes for uh, TV and movie iTunes. That's so fucking not, awesome. Not the whole thing. But you've got the Nerdist podcast. Oh, we just gave you a bump. You're going way past 50. I I love the Nerdist writers panel. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, you listen to the writers panel? I I totally listened to it. Ben Blacker's going to lose his mind. It's fantastic. It was amazing. It was really, truly one of the best things I've ever listened to. I would listen like, I, I listened to it at, I, at least three times. Oh yeah, just there's so many nuggets in there. It's, it's just getting ex- writers together. I've, is my I've, favorite I would, thing. you know, I would go to, I would stop by Meltdown every every once in a while on a Sunday. They would do those kind of early in the afternoon, and people show up with notebooks and they fucking take notes. Sure. Like it's it's yeah. like a seminar. Yeah, that's very. That, I, I listened. That well, was really can, cool. I, you were my Maurice was my first uh, guest. I was doing the podcast by myself, and he was my first guest. And I said something like, oh, you know, I'm hearing this weird interference. I. I, I'll go check this out. I'll be right back. And then you said, Greetings, my friends. <laughs> People of Earth. People of Earth. <laughs> I have taken over the airwaves. I can't remember exactly. We just, well, we just improved it at my dining room table. In your table. dining room table. So when, when I walk into this big professional studio oh, here, I'm, I'm, this, I'm, this, this is, is way so, out of my so great, This Chris. is way out of my pay grade. Because I've known, I've, you, you met Chris on Barnett. I You've met known Chris. Him for, well, Twenty I, years, all, right? No, Twenty-five I, I, years. My son was my son was born, so he's it's under seventeen, it's under eighteen years. But it was right around like the, was that at the Howie Mandel show? You were working on the Howie Mandel I was show. Doing, I was doing the announcing. You were the announcer on Howie Mandel. Pal, Howie, who I was I went a, to high school with. I was a guest. That and was my first guest. talk you, show. You had a sitcom. You you had a sitcom on K on the on the um, <laughs> the UPN network. The UPN network. Homeboys from outer space. Network. The UPN network in quotation marks. Yeah, exactly. And two TVs. Small end. Small end. Yeah, and and so and I was just standing there grazing, grazing. <laughs> and he walked at up the, to you, right? uh, at the cheese tray. You did Dizzy Devil too on Tiny. Tunes, I was right? Dizzy Devil. On How about Tiny that? Tunes. We're talking about Chris and he's I know, sorry. Chris. No, please, he's a genius. Please, and and Two and you were, and you were just like. So sweet to me, and I was. I was in awe. You, I mean, like telling you that ninth annual Young Comedian Special changed your life. It piloted like yeah. it so much of you know because I was a huge comedy nerd growing up, and I always loved stand up, and that was one of those ones that was just like you know you'd watch it, 
And, and for, interestingly, the ninth annual is the one that people always remember. If they remember it's Dangerfield, the one everybody has it still is. a still a VHS and it's copy just, of it. Right. They've got it. You know, just they still for, watch it every year. It's just a mag. It's just there's something magical about well, that it's one. It's weird because there were ones that I mean, there were there were young comedians, especially that that, that broke that broke. Um, uh, Robin Williams. I mean, there was one that broke Jerry Seinfeld. To, yeah. You know, to, but the ninth but annual, the for ninth some reason, had uh, just just a just a heaping helping. You know, of of uh, you know with Saget and Yakov. That was the other was one. Yakov Smirnov. Oh, Yakov was, on, Yakov was, was on, on there. Yeah. Rita. What did he create? And a gig that from Killer Kinnison said, not to go, go do the first half of the podcast again, all over again. But you know, people and and Rodney. Rodney was so much more than a host that. And and who brought Rodney out? People don't know. Regis Philbin was Regis Philbin. What? If you know Rodney, as I know him, you know he's a man of generosity, warmth. <laughs> and then and then he's in he's in the coat room with the coat jack girl going, "Come on, honey, anything to go home with me? I'll give you money." You know. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's. Oh, it was so. How good. was Rodney? Just like as a guy to well, hang out as with. As a guy, because he's dead, I can talk about it now. No, that was very very. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, it's. He's I know taking a big okay, dirt tr- Truly, uh, uh, Rodney was possibly the most generous guy. The most, and I'm and I'm not doing it as you know, sort of a Jerry Lewis, Don Adams kind of <laughs> cigarette limp wrist thing. Rodney could have possibly is possibly the most generous guy I've ever met in terms of how he was to comedians and to me. Um, at the same time, I didn't want to get I, I didn't want to get too close and didn't want to approach uh, take the approach of like we're buds now because the guy before me lost the gig really? by doing that because he thought he was such good pals with Rodney that well you know we're all a big family here so the limo's for me Uh-oh. and he took the limo while Rodney was on and impre- took you know took a couple of girls from the audience out for burgers in the stretch limo and Rodney had two two modes he was like he'd either stay around. You know, with with the with the uh, venue owner for five hours, <laughs> or he wanted to get right the fuck out of there. Really, and that was one of those nights he wanted to. He didn't want to change. He just got off in the black suit and the red tie and wanted to go. And the comedian, I won't name him. Come on, name no, him. I won't. I won't. It's not. I won't name it. It's not Jim Carrey though. Okay, uh, it was my predecessor before Jim Carrey, and and. Um, and, and and he wasn't back, so he oh, lost dear. himself the gig. So I knew not to approach too closely, but I'll tell you, he was so good to me. Um, I, we pulled up to one gig in Latham, New York. My name wasn't on the um, wasn't on the billboard. He went ballistic. He went, "What what the fuck is that, man? Look at that! It's not. He needs billing." And he goes he really? goes in and he says, and 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 I said I said Rodney, it's okay. I don't I don't mind. It was no man. Your life is hard enough, man. You got to open for me, and they don't know you're coming. That's no good, you know. And and wow. Fitz, his his road manager at the time, just goes, just leave him alone, let him do what he's. Doing. And I hear him in there, and he's ranting and raving in his dressing room. And then next thing I know, it's quiet. And then Fitz comes and gets me about half an hour later, and he goes, come here. As a guy up on a cherry picker, I Shut mean this this up. this thing was huge. It was like it was like like on the Jetsons. It was like on a single pole yep. that went up into the clouds almost, and then a little and then a billboard. And he's up there, put M A. Isn't that sweet? What a great story! And I was like, wow, you know, he just wanted to be sure I had Billy. And uh, wow. then he spelled Lamarche L E instead of L A, and I was like, <laughs> "Wait a second! No, <laughs> That's I'm not kidding. what Rodney. I'm Rodney, Rodney, yeah, Rodney, get Rodney come here! You, kids' names got to be spelled right. Oh. What the fuck, man? Oh, so, new you know, letters, brand new letters. Now, the, the, but, but but he wasn't he wasn't a <laughs> different unusual font. guy. He had unusual Helvetica, goddammit! it! <laughs> 
<laughs> Different font. Helvetica. Nobody knew what a I font just, was except uh, for printsetters back in the 80s. Now we all know. Everyone knows what fonts yeah, are. Exactly. So and my favorite joke to play if I'm if I'm going out and if I'm, you know, out for dinner with a date and the waiter says, Do you have any questions about the menu? I'll go, Yes, what font is it printed in? <laughs> <laughs> my date invariably laughs until tears are streaming down her eyes. And if I, she doesn't laugh, I have the power of life and death over right. you, bitch. I'm fucking <laughs> go praying right now. Um, but but um, the other thing about Rodney though was it was he would, the man was a terry cloth repellent. He had some sort of field around his body that terry cloth just would not stay close to it, and oh, he could not keep dear. a robe closed to save his life. Oh, I would you know I feel like Saget would tell Saget that story that he'd go over he'd go over to Rodney's house and be like, yeah, go over and look at Rodney's balls yeah, hanging out of his robe. Exactly, <laughs> it's like impossible. My mother came down to Vegas oh, one no. of the times I was opening for <laughs> oh, Caesars, no. and she goes in, you know, she goes in, and she just wants to. Who wants to thank Sweet Rodney for taking such good, such good? No, my mom was from Toronto. Toronto my father's okay. from Timmins, and um, and she wants to thank Rodney for taking touch, such good care of her little son and and giving him the job and all that. And he's like, Oh no, I'm a, come on in. How you doing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's a glass dining room table. He's got the big dressing room at Caesars, oh. and he's sitting down, God. and he's in, and the robe is coming opener and opener. Oh, Can so I get you something? Hey, Fitz, get Norma a cup of coffee, would you? Let me tell you something. Your kid's a nice kid. You know that? You brought him up good. He's got good manners. Nobody knows what the fuck that is down here, but yeah. <laughs> he's a good kid, Norma. Yeah, you seem like a nice lady. And, and, and it's opening, and it's opening, oh, and I'm seeing pubic hairs, oh. and I'm seeing scrotum, and I'm going, oh. Rodney, Rodney. Your mother is sitting there. <laughs> she's just looking him in the eye because she's, you know, she's, of course, she's a nice person. Yeah. And I'm just like trying to like throw myself over this. Yeah, he's been really great <laughs> to me, mom. You know, <laughs> over the glass table. So there's stuff on the, her on the angle, ball so grenade. Yeah, oh my God. That was still one of the funniest. I mean, every time I saw Rodney, I got to see Rodney's testicles. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two for one. Two I for stayed, one. I stayed Three in this house once. Yeah. In between gigs, we were doing, I think it was, uh, we did, we did Kipsy, New York. And, and Scranton, Pennsylvania, and his house in Connecticut, it was a gorgeous home, um, was exactly in the middle of those two things. So he goes, Maurice, don't stay at a hotel. You'll stay at my place, and we'll, go, we'll take the bus out. You know, he had these big rock and roll tour bus. And, and sure enough, I get up, and, you know, I brought my robe with me, and I, you know, I tie it up nice and tight. And so I'm down for breakfast, and this, the neighbor comes, and his houseman opens the door and he goes, yeah, you, got it, you got something on your lawn that you got to take care of over here. And so you know, I'll get Rodney. Rodney comes. Oh, no. Next day, I know Rodney comes and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and flip-flops and nothing else. <laughs> Jesus. And he answers the door In Connecticut. Like that, in Connecticut. <laughs> flapping in the breeze. <laughs> and and like he answers the door like that and his neighbor treats him like nothing. Oh. And his neighbor is Robert Ludlam. Really? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it was so bizarre. His next door what, neighbor was Robert was Ludlam. Roy, I mean, you know, uh, a half mile away because they had acreage in Connecticut. But what I mean, was it, Rodney's Roy? His real name was was Jack J Roy. Yeah, his real name was J Jack, Jack Jack Roy, Roy. but his real—I mean, that was his stage name. But his real name was Jacob Cohen. Jacob oh, Cohen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he, but yeah, he uh, was—he is one about of the, the man. Just he just liked to. Fly in the breeze. He, That's so great to his hear. His boys need room, Jerry. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicken pie. How about this? Fucking <laughs> guy every time. Just I love you so much. Oh, no. It doesn't no, stop. It's, just, it's, it's, a, it's a gift and a curse. It's mm. amazing. <laughs> well, you know, it's, and we're going to be, uh, we are go, we've done this together. Let's you know, plug this. We've been plug a, it. We're going to be at the Emerald City 
Comic Con. Oh, Emerald Emerald City, yeah. Emerald City Comic Con up in Seattle. Seattle. We're going to be there at the end of the month. It'll be Maurice's birthday. March 30th through uh, April 1st. 1st. And we're going to be there. Billy West is going to be there. Billy will be there. Billy's great. John DiMaggio, Tara Strong. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Batman. Yeah, I know Kevin Conroy is. Never met Kevin. I want to get... Really nice guy. I want to get DiMaggio and Kevin Michael Richardson on at the same time. You got to. Talk about a fucking whirlwind, those two. Oh, and or Billy. I mean, I had Billy's been on, and he's incredible. He's just nuts. And Billy and I did... You know, I, he's the only guy that's ever made me pull my car over at, when he was on Howard's show. Oh, okay. Have you heard him do his impression of Mars shot? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the Mars shot That's thing was... vile. And it made me pull my car over. Because, you know, because he's talking, he, he does he does sort of... Mars shot as a, as a, as a down-easter from up in Boston, even yeah. though she was from... She would smoke like this in real life, you know. Right. But he did her as a, he did her as a down-easter from a Bostonian sort of sound up there. But he used... He's, I can't, I, I can't do it because it'll, it'll make me sick. But Billy's the only guy. Howard was interviewing him, saying, "So, Mrs. Schott, what's the problem? That's the biggest problem about owning your, you know, owning your own baseball team." He said, "The problem is just the goddamn right. N word." Right? <laughs> right, right. But it pulled me. I couldn't breathe because it was, at the same time, so wrong and so funny. Right. And I pulled over because he wouldn't stop. All the problem is all the goddamn and, you, and socially. Poignant too Poignant. at the exactly. time. Yeah, at the time because they all they play great baseball, but I can't fire them. <laughs> I got they need them to make my money. And Billy just made me crazy. And so he was on my podcast. You were on my podcast. And all these guys, all I do is just sort of turn on and say, "Hi, this is Rob." And to my guest today is, and then I just sit back. And you just like you told that story about Peter Falk and how you met Peter Falk. And yeah. I, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I told it on your podcast. I'm not telling it on Christmas. No, no, but I mean, and, and if it, you want to hear the Peter Falk story, you have to go to Rob Paulson's exactly. Talking oh, Tunes. Exactly right. Thank you very much. Exactly. How's that for yeah. a plug? But yeah. no, it is. It truly is. Honest to God, to go to work every day and get paid to do essentially what got us in trouble in seventh grade, and work with people that you would choose to have over at your house. Yeah. And then get a check. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's great. Oh my God. And you can work in your underwear. Or or with no or, or with a Hawaiian Rodney. shirt oh. and no pants. Yeah. I tell you, I'm all right now. I tell you, but last week I rode with Dangerfield. I <laughs> 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 walk in the studio with, and sniff my balls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we end the show by telling people to enjoy their burrito. Could is there any way that I could get a pinky in the brain, doing an enjoy your burrito at the end? Yeah, enjoy your burrito. What is that? Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? Well, think so, Brain, but I'd like to enjoy my burrito in mixed company. So would you join me? Absolutely, my friend. I shall enjoy my burrito as well. And we command you to enjoy your burrito when we take over the world. Yes, exactly right. And after you enjoy your burrito, have a big, healthy... Nod! You'll make you feel so much better. Yes. I'm the luckiest boy in the world. <laughs> you like selling Bjork. <laughs> I'm the luckiest boy in the world. <laughs> Thank you, Chrissy. Good night. <laughs> May you dream of fairies swimming deep inside your mind. His eyes are bleeding. <laughs> I tried to hit on Bjork once. Did you really? True story. I was. What was she like? Were you? This was in the old days when I used to drink. I was drunk and I was in a club in London, and she was there. And, and uh, a guy got in between us, and like she turned away. And wow, was she pretty? She was adorable, yeah. Really? And then the joke afterwards is that guy totally cock-bjorked me. <laughs> <laughs> cock-bjorked me. True story. <laughs> True story. 
That actually happened. Good night, podcast. <laughs> I'm going to make you crazy all day. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Nerdist for a free audiobook download. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.